If you are a massive fan of skincare dupes and beauty swaps, then stick around because you are not going to want to miss this roundup of some of the best K-beauty skincare dupes in 2024. Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, long-term resident of Seoul, South Korea, and the founder of Korean beauty brand Jellyco. So if you're joining us for the very first time, then welcome. On this show, we love to delve into the Korean beauty industry as well as all the latest products, tips and tricks. But one of the things that I know a lot of our listeners have really enjoyed in the past and that we haven't had... Uh, I guess an updated episode for for a while is our skincare swaps and dupes. So what I wanted to do is go through some of the more updated ones because there's a few that always seem to do the rounds that I feel like have been doing the rounds for ages, like more than five years. And while I agree that some of those are still really, really great swaps and you can go back into the podcast archive and tune in and listen if you're keen to hear some of those. And a lot of those products like are still alive. They're still kicking around, uh, you know, provided they haven't had too many upgrades and updates, I would assume their dupe status is still intact as well. But there are always new products hitting the market and I wanted to go through some of them and the very first one that might surprise you is I'm actually going to share a dupe for another Korean beauty product and that is a dupe for Cosrx's snail mucin essence so snail mucin essence has been one of the best-selling products overseas outside of Korea for many many years at this point it is probably the product that COSRX is the most famous for among foreigners, tourists, and non-Koreans. Now, COSRX is one of those brands that a lot of people are, you know, a little bit shocked to hear is not that popular in Korea. And it's sort of because what they did was a little bit of a reverse launch. So COSRX got more popular overseas, and then they were purchased or acquired rather by Amore Pacific, which is one of the biggest K-beauty conglomerates here in Korea. And once that happened, they had access, obviously, to a whole different uh, distribution network and channel and plus all of the financial support and backing of Amore Pacific. So then we started to see them more here in Korea. And you will now actually find them offline in stores here as well. However, you'll notice that the selection is usually quite different in terms of the products that are featured offline. And one of the products that is often not featured offline here, unless you go to the airport or the tourist districts, is the COSRX snail mucinescence. However, because it has such a cult following overseas, people have been hearing more about it. And what I've noticed is that there are a couple of brands at the moment that are doing uh, vegan versions. So a version that does not contain animal byproducts of this COSRX snail mucin essence. So snail mucin obviously is extracted from the trail of the snails. That's like really simply put, Uh, but it means it's not vegan. The product is cruelty free uh, and COSRX has certifications for that. But in terms of containing an animal byproduct obviously snail mucin is an animal byproduct so a couple of products have hit the market in the past couple of years that are really replicating the texture the efficacy and also the results of the cos rx product but in a vegan formulation and 
I think one of the most, well, I, I think one of the probably most interesting products to try is Mixoon's Bean Essence. So this product, now the marketing that they're doing for it, in addition to claiming that it is a vegan alternative to COSRX, they're also marketing it as an exfoliating style product. And I must say, I do not understand that angle at all. Having used the product myself, I have not been able to replicate the exfoliating results that other people are talking about. For me, this product was a dead ringer for the COSRX Snail Mucin Essence, particularly in terms of the viscosity and the way that it felt almost like, I guess, not slimy is probably the wrong word. It's not slimy, but it's just very thick and viscous. Uh, and it felt similarly to the COSRX Snail Mucin Essence. And that is a product that not everyone can use on their skin. Obviously, if you're vegan, it's automatically out for you because it's not a vegan option. A lot of people uh, say that they have had poor reactions to it and it causes acne flare-ups and I am one of them. So I actually haven't been able to use that product in my routine for many years because it, it, it caused a lot of uh, issues with acne for me personally. Now, another subset of people that say that they have issues with the snail mucin essence are uh, people that are allergic to dust mites. Apparently, there's a little bit of crossover between people having dust mite allergies and allergies to snail mucin. So some people reckon that they can't use it for that reason. So I think that the bean essence does serve... Um, as a, a viable alternative if you are one of those people. And certainly the results that I experienced from the Mixoon Bean Essence were similar to what I remember having experienced from COSRX back in the day, minus the acne, obviously. Uh, and, you know, it's a really nice product to layer. The, I was basically layering it in my routine. So I use uh, our Jelly Co Toner at the first step of my routine, either after cleansing at night or as the first product in the morning I just wipe a cotton pad with that over my face that's always my first step and this one was a really nice sort of second layer on top of that it took a few minutes to sink in and then I just went on with the rest of my routine afterwards uh, however the one thing that I didn't really get how it was supposed to work was the exfoliating angle so a lot of people were saying that you know, if you rub it and massage it into your skin that they were getting like bits of dead skin or, you know, things like that come out of their skin when they were using the product. And I just couldn't work out how that would be. And certainly I never noticed anything like that at all. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe they're people that have like a less robust exfoliating regime. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of, but that's how the brand is marketing it. I personally didn't see those results, but in every other way, I think this is a very decent swap for COSRX. Now it is a more expensive product, but I think that's to be you know, assumed because it's new to the market. This is an indie beauty brand uh, and, you know, probably not mass produced in the same way that COSRX now undoubtedly will be. Uh, so look, I think that is a skincare dupe. I think we can call it that. Uh, so that's one. If you've been looking for an alternative, even if you love the COSRX one, you're just like, is there anything else out there like it? I honestly think that is a pretty decent swap. So that's my first one. I'm going to start with that one. Now, the second 
one is uh, a dupe for Paula's Choice Niacinamide 10% Booster. And I've mentioned this on the show in previous episodes, so this won't be a new one if you are a regular listener. But if you just tuned in for today, then one thing's Niacinamide 10%, I think, is a very great budget-friendly swap for the Paula's Choice. Uh, It has the exact same content of Niacinamide. And Niacinamide is actually considered to be a functional whitening ingredient by Korea's Ministry of Food and Drug Safety. And what we really mean by whitening is probably more akin to what we normally call brightening in uh, Western beauty in that, you know, it can give you just a brighter, more radiant and clearer skin tone. The other thing that niacinamide is really great for is to help control oil. So it can tackle things like pore size and uh, make your pores look less large just because it's controlled that oil and sebum. So there are differences and the big one that I can think of is that one thing has a very watery texture whereas Paula's Choice is a bit thicker and I think that makes sense because Paula's Choice is advertising their product as like a serum to be used at your serum step whereas one thing is really going for a more versatile product uh, and a lot of their products are like this it's kind of like an uh, an essence a toner or you can DIY skincare with the products as well so for example uh one thing makes a range of modeling masks, which are like those ones that you paint onto your face. Uh, and I have a link to them. We've actually got them on the Star Story website. They're very popular products here in Korea because they are often used at skin clinics as like the last step of your treatment. So a lot of Koreans love to do a modeling mask as like an intensive treatment. And what you can actually do is mix in products like this one thing, niacinamide 10% into your modeling masks or even your moisturizer. And some K-beauty fans here in Korea like to mix it in with their other toners as well. So there are a lot of different ways that you can use it because of how watery it is. But if you are looking for something with a really high content of niacinamide then that is uh, one really good option that I think is a very budget-friendly swap for Paula's Choice Uh, because you know Paula's Choice particularly depending on where you're based and the currency that you're converting it into it can get quite expensive I think I was shocked to see that if you're converting it into Australian dollars it works out to be like $70 or something which look I know skincare in Australia is expensive but that is quite toppy so if for budgetary reasons you do need to swap over to something a little bit more budget friendly then one thing is a good option just know that it's not it's not a direct dupe or anything like that it the main crossover is the 10 percent of niacinamide and uh the formula and how it feels and whatnot is going to be a little bit different because it is a much more watery product but suffice to say i think it still makes the cut uh on this list of swaps and i should stop here at this point and just caveat by saying that none of these products or brands or anything like that Uh, am I suggesting that they have gone out and deliberately tried to copy another product on the market? Now, uh, you know, in some cases, the brands themselves will be marketing their product as an alternative option for a different product. And I think like, you know, that's a a, a 
very individual choice. That's up to the brand, right? How they choose to market their product. But I personally am not suggesting that, you know, any of these uh, brands have done the wrong thing or done anything shady or anything like that. I just thought I should clarify that. These are just my personal opinions about what I think to be uh, decent product swaps. So let's continue without any further ado. Now, another product that is very, very popular on the market, but is also not necessarily the cheapest is the Glow Recipe Watermelon Glow Toner. So this is their PHA and BHA Pore Tight Toner. And uh, I know that the brand calls themselves K-Beauty Inspired, which I never really know what that means. Like they're made in Korea. The brand is run by Korean Americans. I don't really know what inspired means, but that's an issue for a different day. (laughs) The thing is, there are a lot of products that are like this on the K-Beauty market uh, here in Korea and also among products that are sort of um, for export and and, and on the export market. And one of those ones is the Axis Y Daily Purifying Treatment Toner. And you'll find it quite a crossover in terms of ingredients in both of these products ingredients lists as well. So you'll find the BHA, the PHA tea tree extract and also hyaluronic acid so in general these are really great ingredients for people that are looking to clear the pores of dirt and impurities and reduce irritations and breakouts Uh, the other thing that the axis y one has is uh, centella asiatica but it does not have the watermelon so glow recipes brand concept i don't know if it's a concept or a theme or just a key core ingredient is watermelon so it doesn't have the watermelon in it but you will save money on Axis Y as opposed to the Glow Recipe version. Now, I'm not going to lie, like Axis Y is really leaning into this clean minimalism, uh, less is more trend. So depending on how you like your skincare cabinet to look, it's not going to be as aesthetically pleasing as Glow Recipe. But that's also a very personal thing, right? What one person thinks looks really sleek on their bathroom shelf, another person is like, that is not my vibe. Uh, So I'll leave that one up to you. But suffice to say, if you're looking for an option like that, there are actually a lot on the Korean beauty market. This is a very common style of product in K-beauty. So basically, uh, you know, a toning option that is nice and gentle that you can use every single day in your routine that does actually actually have some chemical exfoliants in it that's what they're talking about so that's another one in case you are looking for a swap there now another really popular product that I just think probably doesn't get as much love as it deserves is the secret key starting treatment essence and this product is almost uh, unashamedly I would say a K-Beauty swap for the SK2 essence so the really expensive one that contains Pitora as the key ingredient another name for Pitora is Galactomyces ferment filtrate that is the core ingredient and this first treatment essence from Secret Key is using that ingredient at a very very high percentage the same way that SK2 is using Pitora as theirs uh, and so Secret Key says that their product targets the key signs of aging and it provides seven benefits improved skin tone and texture uh, moisture nutrition and it leaves skin looking hydrated radiant and glowy 
Now, even the bottle on this product, in my personal opinion, <laughs> looks quite similar. But one thing that is not similar at all is the price tag. And SK2 is a very well-known luxury product, and it has that luxury price tag that goes along with it. Whereas Secret Key, don't quote me on this, but on our website, I'm pretty sure it's under 30 Australian dollars. So it's a cheap product to begin with, but when you compare it to how expensive SK2 is, it is literally a fraction of the price. So if you uh, like products like this, if you need to save money, but you do enjoy and your skin enjoys a high content of uh, galactomyces ferment filtrate, then that might be one product to look into. And uh, Secret Key did actually run some tests on uh, customers as well. And 77.96% of respondents, let's just call it 78, said that they noticed an improvement in their moisture barrier within a month of using the product. So there you go. That is one option. I've actually suggested it to uh, a few Koreans as well who hadn't heard of or weren't familiar with SK2. And they were quite, uh, sorry, they weren't even, they hadn't heard of Secret Key before. And they were quite impressed with it. So anecdotal, of course, but there you go. I think it is a decent swap if you really just cannot afford the the more expensive one. Uh, and let's face it, cost of living, uh, you know, pressures uh, are nothing to joke about, particularly in 2024. So if you need to cut down somewhere, that might be one way to do it. Um, But I will not uh, take it out of your hands if you absolutely love the original one. Like I can understand why. All right. Now, another swap that I think is a good option to explore if you are a fan of CeraVe, um, then I think you will enjoy products from Iliun, which is a Korean beauty brand. Uh, so the reason I say this, and the, the most popular Iliun product is their Ceramide Atto Cream. And the reason I say that is not because there's necessarily something that's like a direct um, copy or anything like that, but I think that both of these brands have similar philosophies. They have similar price points, a similar focus on ceramides, and they're both at that really cheap and basic end of the market. So I think they are likely to have a wide crossover audience. Uh, and CeraVe is, is actually the kind of brand that I know a lot of Western dermatologists will recommend to people. So if they have issues like rosacea or skin, uh, sensitivities you know the kind of people that end up in front of a dermatologist I will um, people often tell me that the dermatologist has recommended that they use a brand like CeraVe now the same cannot be said for Illy Yoon uh, Korean dermatologists are more likely to recommend brands other than Iliun, brands that are usually just used by doctors and in clinics and things like that, that tend to be honestly quite a bit more expensive than Iliun. But Iliun is sold in supermarkets here. Uh, it's sold, you know, very widely in a similar way to CeraVe. So I think that as a general starting point, if you enjoy CeraVe products, the chances are that you will enjoy Iliun products as well. So I'm going to call that just like a general K-Beauty swap. I don't think it's necessarily that there is just one product that is a dupe, but I think that they're quite similar. So if you like one, chances are you'll like the other. All right. 
Now, my next swap for you is the Quarterly Vino Perfect Cream. And the K-Beauty alternative that I have for you is the Beauty of Joson Dynasty Cream. So I think these products, in addition to being visually quite similar, they also have quite a few common ingredients as well. Uh, They're hyaluronic acid, niacinamide, vitamin E, but they also perform quite similarly. Now, the quarterly one is definitely like not the most expensive moisturizer on the market. I would I would say it's kind of mid-range it depends what your budget is obviously Uh, but it's not one of these $200 creams or anything like that like it's somewhat affordable (laughs) let's say I think I saw it on one site for like 40 euro which is like you know that's understandable Uh, so it's not necessarily that it's the most expensive option out there but both of these creams are decent options for dry skin for brightening skin for uh, reducing the size of your pores or at least you know reducing the the appearance of the size of your pores and they're good options for those with uh, dull skin and dark spots and things like that they also both don't contain any harsh alcohols parabens sulfates or things like that so i think that there is a chance that if you do enjoy the quarterly cream that you will enjoy the beauty of joson one as well now i know look we we were the first uh seller at style story to start selling beauty of joson in australia that was years and years ago when this was their only product and I know it has been through some changes since then. Uh, so it used to have a little bit of a different, well, it had a different formula, but it also had quite a different texture. Um, and I'm not sure whether the newer version is as similar you guys will have to let me know but i know that historically the version of that cream that became really popular i think that they are really quite interchangeable so you'll have to try uh try them both if you're using one or the other and let me know Uh, some people have told me they are a little bit disappointed with the the updated version of the beauty of joson that it just doesn't quite feel the same Uh, and this is such a common thing that i hear with korean beauty products you'll fall in love with one version and it gets upgraded or updated and it's just not quite the same some people you know like the newness and the fact that there are constantly new products to talk about and things like that and other people are purists or loyalists or traditionalists whatever you want to call it and they like what they like and I honestly have time for both um I, I, I really understand the pain of like having to go through the product, the process of finding a new product, particularly if you do have sensitive skin, which I do. So nothing devastates me more than having to give up on a product that used to work really well for me. Uh, but, you know, see, try it and see what you think. I think that's probably what I would say. But there are differences. Just know that between the old formula and the new formula, if you have only tried one or the other. All right. Now, another swap that I have for you guys falls into the brightening vitamin C serum 
uh, category, and that is the Topicals Faded Serum and the I Do Care Bright Side Up Brightening Vitamin C Serum. So I know that a lot of people are big into their vitamin C serums because they want that clear, glowy skin. I think that's a goal for a lot of people. Uh, and they feature uh, vitamin C and niacinamide as star ingredients as well. So the uh, I Do Care option has like a jelly kind of texture that really quickly sinks into the skin and doesn't leave a sticky residue either and it's also cheaper depends on where you shop uh, and exchange rates and all of that kind of thing but both of the products work to target things like acne scars things like brightening your complexion uh, if you suffer from things like hyperpigmentation and whatnot the marks left over from acne both of these are good products to include in your routine so if you are looking for something that offers a lot of similar benefits with some crossover ingredients that works for the same type of skin issues that may might be one product to look into as well so that is everything that I had for you guys for today. And I, look, a lot of these are not exact dupes. Uh, and, you know, sometimes I think that can be a good thing. I, I know a lot of people have a real problem with dupes. People think that it's very lazy, uh, that it is, you know, basically riding off the coattails of somebody else's hard work. And I can definitely understand that. But I also think that there are a lot of products on the market that just naturally do tend to have crossover ingredients maybe a similar texture maybe they function similarly on the skin and if they are at a different price point sometimes that is appealing to people uh, so look you'll have to let me know where you sit on the fence are you anti-dupe I feel like if you're really anti-dupe you would not have made it this far in the episode let's be honest like some people get so angry about dupes that they probably wouldn't even tune in to an episode called the best k-beauty skincare dupes in 2024 I might be wrong uh, if you have if that is you and you have made it this far then congratulations for bearing with me uh, but a lot of other people are just curious to know like well what else is out there on the market you know like if I'm going out and spending my hard-earned cash like I want to know uh, what am I what are my options so there are options out there they might not be exactly the same but you know if you're saving some money then that's always a good thing but for a lot of people that's you know a key consideration now if you're the kind of person that just does the price is not an, uh, an issue for you not an object you're happy to pay for the product that you like then power to you that's that's brilliant <laughs> that's awesome um but you know if you feel the kind of person that has one eye on what else is going on in the market then hopefully you have taken something away from this if you have enjoyed today's episode i would absolutely love it if you could share it with a friend uh pop a link to it in your favorite facebook group or your favorite i don't know reddit thread or wherever you hang out online uh that is one way that we can get i guess new listeners to the podcast new listeners to the show to hear what we are talking about uh and if you have time while you're at it i would absolutely love a rating and review even if you can just hit five stars that is extremely helpful uh so thank you for tuning in if you've made it this far i am gonna wrap it up here i will be back in your ears next week and until then, I will see you at Style Story. 